0: Welcome to the Landscape, your show about America's parks and public lands. I'm Aaron Weiss with the Center for Western Priorities in Denver.
1: And I'm Kate Gretzinger in Salt Lake City. Today on the show, we're talking about the results of our 2023 Winning the West poll. Spoiler alert, Western voters really love public lands, and they want to see them protected. We'll go into the results in detail with pollster Lindsey Vermehan. But before we do that, let's do the news.
0: August was, I guess the best way to say this, It was an awesome month for public lands in the West. We had a new national monument designation. There were a number of major legal decisions upholding climate action and conservation. The winds really just kept on coming, and uh, in a field where there's often not so great news, it was really refreshing to have a month full of great news. Uh, The final bit uh, at the end of last week, the Biden administration announced it's kicking off the process to protect a 5,000-square-mile area offshore of Central California as the Chumash Heritage National Marine Sanctuary. It's a very big deal for the Northern Chumash Tribe, which has been pushing for this sanctuary for decades. The designation, once it's finalized, will help marine life, the overall ecosystems, local economies, of course, and the Chumash people. To learn more about all of that, you can check out a short film that we made about the proposed sanctuary last year as part of our Road to 30 Postcards series. Kate rounded up all the rest of the other great conservation and public lands news from August in a post on our Westwise blog. We'll drop a link to that and that Chumash Marine Sanctuary video in the show notes. Our guest today is the senior vice president at Benenson Strategy Group, the polling firm that helped us with the Center for Western Priorities winning the West poll that we just released. Lindsay Vermehan, welcome to the pod.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: And we are always happy to welcome back the big boss, our executive director here at CWP, Jennifer Okula.
2: Hey, Aaron, great to
3: be here.
0: So let's start with the why before we get into the what. Jen, why run a Winning the West poll now more than a year before the 2024 elections?
3: Well, we thought that it was important to get this information out earlier than, you know, an election year. Um, as candidates begin to think about running for office, we thought that uh, conservation issues uh, should play an important role as they consider uh, their election platforms. And this was an opportunity to push this information out earlier.
0: All right, so let's dive into the results, Mm -hmm. Lindsay. What states are we talking about this year, and how many voters are in this poll?
2: So this year we're looking at Arizona, Colorado, and Nevada. Uh, We surveyed just over eighteen hundred voters total, which equates to roughly six hundred voters per state.
0: All right, so pretty big poll. Top line then, uh, and I suspect this is not too much of a spoiler for the listeners of this podcast, but Lindsay. Do voters care about conservation issues?
2: Yes, they do. Uh, It is clear that voters care about conservation issues. We had nearly two-thirds of voters say public lands, parks, and wildlife issues have become more important to them over the past few years, uh, including almost 30% who say they've become much more important to them.
0: And who do they trust when it comes to the outdoors and environmental issues?
2: We found that voters are most favorable to park services, both the National Park Service, the US Forest Service. We had 93% of voters who are favorable to both of these agencies. Uh, Outdoor recreation companies as well, um, along with renewable energy companies, very popular. Over eight in 10 voters are favorable to them. Uh, When we get down to uh, organizations and companies like mining, oil, and gas, and coal companies, they're really the least popular of the groups here. Um, just voters who identify as Republicans are the only ones who really view these sectors favorably.
0: So, Jen, what does that mean for candidates as they think about how to talk about conservation and energy policy within the context of an election?
3: Well, I think candidates running for office, regardless of their political party, have a real opportunity to connect with voters on conservation issues. I think one overarching theme that stood out to me was that voters in the West whether they're registered as a Republican, a Democrat, or an independent, support the protection of more public lands, and they want to support candidates who share their views on these issues.
0: So, Lindsay, we talk a lot on this podcast uh, about why access to the outdoors is so important. We've seen questions like that poll very well in the past. So I was a little surprised this year that when you ask voters about specific actions that a candidate... Uh, could take, that would make voters more likely to support them. Voters do care about access, but turns out the threat that oil and mining poses uh, pulled even stronger this time around.
2: You're right, that voters care strongly about protecting public lands from developers, oil and mining corporations. I really think of this as table stakes. We've got 85% of Democrats, 69% of independents, 58% of Republican voters who say they're more likely to support an elected leader who does this. We have to protect the lands in order to have access to them, because this is clearly something that Western voters are pretty worried about. 86% who say they're concerned about oil and mining companies, huge foreign-owned corporations, and developers making record profits off of America's land, but not paying the fair share for the damage they do to it. Uh, and that includes 54% who are very concerned about this. And, and we have 56% l- 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 Let me of voters. stop you there real, real yeah. quick. That,
0: that 54% very concerned. When you're doing polling and you do this, are you somewhat, you know, concerned, very concerned? What kind of numbers are you looking at in that very column that strike you as a significant, important number to pay attention to?
2: I typically think that any place where we have more than 40% of voters, even in the high 30s, who are very concerned about something or think it's very important, that's huge. That's a big number of folks who are really passionate about something.
0: So a 54% very concerned is getting into off-the-charts territory? Absolutely. Sorry, keep going there, what you're saying.
2: I just wanted to add that, you know, Even though we really have to protect from these companies and corporations, we do still have 56% of voters overall, including a majority across party lines, who say they are more likely to support a leader who does support increased access and investments to meet demand for hunting, fishing, hiking, and other recreation on public lands. So as you mentioned, it's certainly something that's still important. We have to make sure that those lands are there for them in order to access them.
0: If you're going to take the the fundamental political debate over conservation and boil it down to one question, uh, it often seems to come down to this question of whether the government is doing enough to protect natural resources or whether the government is going too far with regulations and hurting the economy. It seems at first glance that might be an issue where voters are fairly evenly split. Did that turn up to be an even sort of split in this year's poll?
2: Not even close. Uh, We had almost two thirds of voters who were more concerned that the government won't do enough to protect our natural resources. Just a third concerned that the government will go too far in regulation. Uh, And these numbers are even stronger in terms of concern for too little regulation for our voters who enjoy and care about the outdoors. Even two and five percent of Republicans are more concerned the government won't do enough than that it would overreach.
0: And in particular, where are independent voters landing on this question of whether the government is not doing enough or going too far with regulations?
2: Independent voters are, you know, even more concerned that the government won't do enough than voters overall. We have 67% of independent voters who uh, are concerned that the government won't do enough to protect our natural resources.
0: So, Jen, it seems like the independent voters number there, 67 versus 33, protection versus regulation. It seems like that could become a red flag potentially for Republican candidates or a potential wedge issue that Democratic candidates could try to take advantage of. Oh,
3: absolutely. I think, you know, here, and I'm going to speak to specifically to Colorado since we're based here in Denver, but independent voters You have to win independent voters if you're going to win a statewide election here. And I think uh, it's an opportunity, certainly, for Democrats to take advantage of. But at the same time, Republicans can't go so far into the drill everywhere, uh, mine everywhere, um, without uh, alienating independent voters.
0: So let's dive into some specific policies that we're at in this poll. Lindsay, uh, you asked about potential national monument designations in all three states. Uh, as it turns out, one of those designations that were in the poll was the proposed bajnuavjo Itakukveni national monument. At the time we were in the field in July, it was a potential monument. And by the time we released the poll, it's an actual monument. <laughs>
2: Yeah, huge win there. Uh, We didn't even have to release the numbers. (laughs) We had very strong support for, you know, across all types of voters in each state for all of the proposals we tested. Um, As you mentioned, in Arizona, we had 79% of Arizonans who were supportive of this proposal, um, which included 79% of independent voters and 68% of Republican voters. Uh, In Colorado, we tested a proposal that would designate Dolores River Canyon Country a national monument. Eighty-four percent of Colorado voters support this, uh, which includes 85 percent of independents and seven in 10 Republicans. And then in Nevada, there's a proposal to designate Swamp Cedars a national monument. We have 77 percent of Nevadan voters who are supportive of this, which includes eight in 10 independents and three in five Republicans.
0: Uh. You poll, I assume, on a bunch of issues, not just conservation-related ones. Are there other issues, either in the Western nationwide, where you end up with this four out of five, you know, 77 to 85 percent support numbers when you ask the American people writ large?
2: It's pretty rare. Um, those are sort of like, do you like apple pie numbers? You know, do you want to, you know, control medical debt? Things that are really like bipartisan, not, um, they're just, they're.
0: Universal yeses. They're
2: universal yeses across the board. Absolutely.
0: All right. So we also asked about the Bureau of Land Management's proposed conservation rule. Uh, this is always an interesting one. It strikes me that it may be tricky to ask about complicated policy things like this in just a short question. So uh, give us a little peek, number one. How do you craft a question like that so you get a useful result? And what did we learn this year?
2: Sure. It can be tricky to ask voters about complicated policy issues in a short survey like this. But ultimately, we have to keep in mind that the vast majority of voters aren't hearing that much about this. They're not hearing more than a sentence or two in the news about it anyway, if at all. So really, we have to use that sort of brief, neutral, plain language tone when we're asking about something like this. We did see in our survey, we had 67% of voters who support the new BLM conservation rule, um, which we described in this sort of plain neutral tone as a new rule that would instruct land managers to treat land restoration and conservation as a use of the land equal to other uses such as mining, oil drilling, and grazing. But I would flag that support isn't particularly intense here, which does reflect that this is still a complicated issue that most people don't know much about. So to me, that says that folks in conservation who are supporting this rule shouldn't take their foot off the accelerator just yet.
0: Jen, what's your take on on that question? Is that something that Western candidates or elected officials should pay more attention to over the next year since you have this rulemaking process playing out simultaneously with an election year?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think the elected officials in the West and candidates running for office uh, should be paying attention to this rule. And I also think that the results in this uh, in this survey, and granted, it's only you know one or two questions, but it should give elected officials some confidence that the BLM is on the right track with this proposal. Voters clearly support the idea of putting conservation on the same level as other uses, such as grazing, mining, oil and gas drilling um, on public lands. And so, I think you know, taking out the industry influence, I think this is a good sign. And, uh, and uh, elected officials should be paying attention.
0: All right, let's talk about mining. Uh, And I guess this almost falls into that same category of apple pie questions, maybe to a bit to my surprise. It turns out there is huge support for overhauling the 150 year old mining law that America still has on the books.
2: There sure is. We had 84% of voters who said that updating the Mining Act of 1872 was important to them. I'm sure most of them hadn't heard of this act before, but I think there's (laughs) widespread understanding that a law that's 150 years old could probably use some modernization to account for so many changes that regulators could have only dreamed of in the 1800s.
0: Lindsay, what surprised you the most when you saw the results from this poll?
2: Yeah, well, much of the data we saw this year was right in line with the trends that we've seen in the West in the past. But I am constantly surprised at just how strongly conservation issues cross partisan lines. You know, as you mentioned, I poll on lots of different issues and there are very few issues that really have this sort of support that aren't in that partisan territory. Uh, you know, Republicans and more typical conservative voters still prioritize conservation efforts and outdoor recreation. They support proposals for national monuments. They're sympathetic to the threats of losing public lands and protecting it for future generations. I was also surprised just how strongly voters support the administration doing more to protect and conserve public lands. Uh, we had 74% of voters who'd be more favorable to President Biden, um, which included a majority of Western Republicans. Two and three voters said they would support the president using executive authority to designate national monuments, which is pretty remarkable in terms of executive action.
0: Generally speaking, when you put any sitting president's name into a poll question, what happens in terms of those partisan results?
2: <laughs> I think most people can probably guess, but you know, the sitting president's party's numbers are much higher than the opposing uh, party's numbers uh, for him. And That is just not as strong here. Certainly, there is a difference between Democrats and Republicans when you're talking about President Biden, but thinking about where his favorability numbers are nationally overall, it's not even close.
0: Jen, are there some important takeaways here, you think, for candidates from either party uh, as they they gear up for for an election year?
3: Uh, I think one of the most important takeaways is that it's very clear that voters, regardless of political party, as Lindsay mentioned, want to see more lands protected as national monuments, as wildlife refuges, uh, and candidates have an opportunity to, in some ways, create a uniting message uh, that public lands are a uniting issue uh, for voters in the West. I'd also add that President Biden has the opportunity to do more on conservation by designating new national monuments, and. Uh, candidates of all parties should lean into these issues.
0: Lindsay, what do you take from this as your firm advises candidates going into an election cycle? And and is there are there numbers in here that you'd be interested in diving into in other states, maybe that we didn't ask in this poll?
2: Certainly. I think there's a big opportunity here to be talking about the harm and the damage that developers and oil and mining corporations are doing in places. And it's not just about, you know, that these are quote unquote bad guys. It's about the damage they're doing and they're not cleaning up. They're not paying their fair share. They're not giving back to the people whose land it really is. Um, They're not giving back to voters in their states. They're not um, contributing to their communities uh, like people really think that they should. Um, So this is certainly something I would, you know, hope to look into and would advise candidates across the board to be thinking about.
0: Jen, last question for you then, what will you be looking for? What, is there a moment that you would see in 2024 that would indicate to you, yes, candidates are paying attention to these very Western-specific issues?
3: Well, I think you know there are a number of proposals uh, for monuments throughout the West, and specifically in the three states that we tested or spoke to voters. And I want to see if vote, if these candidates are going to indicate whether they support designating these national monuments or not. Um, also, uh, you know, reforming some of these laws, like the mining law that's 150 years old, if, if candidates are going to lean into that. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how candidates start to talk to voters about these issues and how prominent these issues are in their campaigns.
0: All right, we'll leave it there, Jen Rokola, Executive Director here at the Center for Western Priorities, and Lindsay Vermehan, Polster and Senior Vice President at Beninson Strategy Group. Thank you both so much for being here.
3: Thank you. Thanks, Aaron.
1: As Aaron mentioned, we got a ton of good public lands news this month. That included three proposed resource management plans and one final plan that could better protect millions of acres of public land. Resource management plans, or RMPs, are created by each Bureau of Land Management field office and can include things like conservation areas and oil and gas closures. Two of the proposed RMPs published in August could close around 2 million acres of western Colorado to new oil and gas leasing, as well as protect over 100,000 acres of land through the designation of New Areas of Critical Environmental Concern, or ACECs. A proposed RMP for southwest Wyoming could create 16 new ACECs, as well as expand oil and gas closures. And a finalized RMP for southwest Idaho designates over 120,000 acres of rolling grasslands as a backcountry conservation area. BCAs are a relatively new BLM land management designation that put priority on wildlife habitat protection.
0: All right, folks, that'll do it for us today. If you've got feedback, please send us emails, podcast at westernpriorities.org. We love suggestions for episode topics or future guests to interview. And go give us a follow on Instagram or TikTok if you haven't already. And finally, we will drop a link to the full Winning the Rest results into the show notes if you want to dig into those more.
1: Thanks again to Lindsay for breaking down the Winning the West poll results for us. And thank you for listening to The Landscape.